Hello, friends, and welcome to a new feature of the In Awe podcast, which is a short dose meant to inspire awe each week. Between releases of incredible stories of women who leave us awe-inspired, these are meant to jolt you with some energy and a boost to inspire you to maybe look around and exercise a signature strength or a character strength to appreciate the beauty in the world. Welcome, and I am excited to share these moments of awe from my week with you. Hello, hello, my listeners. Welcome to this Jolt episode. I'm so excited to share this one with you today. I've not been as consistent with these episodes, and part of that is just been a crazy summer. I don't know if you felt that at all, but also I always want to make sure that I'm providing real value when I pop on here solo, and I always want to know that there's a mission in my message, so I'll do that when I feel a nudge to do so. And so I wanted to share this with you because this awe-inspiring moment is one that every time I get an opportunity to revisit it or retell it, I just get goosebumps and completely in awe of the clear evidence of the work in our lives. So I don't know if you've ever been like me, but there have been times when I have questioned my purpose. I've questioned whether my work mattered, whether I had an impact on the people around me, whether I was any worth anything really in what I was doing. And in those times, I've, you know, I've cried out for a sign even. And I have this example to share with you today that is really kind of beautifully woven throughout my life. When I was a teacher, I was struggling with knowing my purpose. And I was gifted with an opportunity when I was a principal to see a sign that was very clearly directed and and God-given to me. And now I share it and I realize that it's in the resharing I am re-gifted. So I'm happy to share this awe-inspiring moment with you. On December 4th, 2006, just months before I completed my degree in educational administration, I wrote the following words in a notebook. There are times when I am so unhappy. I question every situation in which I find myself. Why am I a teacher? Why do I try so hard? Why bother trying to please everyone? The thankless nature of my career is already getting to me not even three years into it. There is a real disconnect in my burnout status and my desire to be a principal who will want teachers never to reach that status. Daunting. At what point do you stop giving? Do kids care, notice, understand? At this point, it feels simply like they could care less if you are there and certainly aren't thankful, but expectant. Do they care? Do I impact their decisions? I am sure one day I'll get some type of a sign for what I am doing. Is there more? Do I improve people's lives? I think of Catherine Lane. Do my discussions help or hinder her? Sometimes I can't tell. I have so much respect for her and for who she has the potential of becoming. Do I matter to her? Why can't I sit here and enjoy my evening instead of thinking about kids? It's a way of life. At that time in my life, I was often documenting my thoughts in journals. I was an English teacher after all and a lifetime reflective writer. In this post, interestingly, I mentioned getting a sign someday, and I did. What follows is the account of that sign, and I hope it blows your mind open because retyping it has my heart pounding in awe of the sign. On April 9th, 2015, nine years after I wrote that entry into my journal, I was rooting around for a notebook for my daughter who was insisting that she needed a notebook for school in April. In full disclosure, I am not the neatest organizer. Okay, I am a full out mess, but I always know where stuff is located. So I knew I had some spiral bound notebooks in the drawer of the trusty old desk in my bedroom. Though I had endured a long, stressful day at school, 
let's be honest, it was more like a long, stressful year, I was determined to help my daughter with this task and focus on her and not my own stress. I found a few notebooks, which I instantly recognized. One would have multiple entries in it from my days of teaching journaling in the classroom and modeling the behavior. The other was one that I had kept. It was a left-behind notebook. I had brought it home once because who wastes valuable paper? Ta-da! That would be the one. We had already had one meltdown from the presenting of a less-than-perfect notebook to my six-year-old, so I opened it up to be sure it was empty. There was one entry in it, dated 12406. I stopped for a moment to read it, recognizing my own handwriting. When I What I read weighed on my heart. I mean, we were going through some of the worst turmoil in my district than I had ever experienced, and wisdom of hindsight now tells me that the district had ever known. I felt the weight of my words, struggled with the inner critic that said, see, look at you, you big hypocrite. Teachers are more stressed than ever, and you are not helping them at all. Your leadership sucks. You don't belong doing this, you big poser. I bit back the negativity and fought back the tears that were threatening to punch through. Was I really doing this to my teachers? What a profound reflection from an early educator. And gratitude filled me that I received this reminder from myself to myself to focus on kids and help teachers do the same. We have to focus on our why. With a renewed sense of calm, I set to getting the girls to bed and settled. At that time, my three-year-old was not feeling well and not falling asleep well. I was exhausted, but decided to rock her to sleep on the chair for a few, hour, a few hours later. After all, I didn't get to hold her enough that day and certainly wasn't spending enough quality time with her these days with all that extra evening meetings, paperwork, and deadlines. As her warm breath began to slow in rhythm to the pattern of sleep on my neck, I breathed in and out. So tired. I'll just hold her a little longer and check up on Facebook. I saw a notification from a former student the second I logged in and my heart stopped. I clicked on the message, which stated that Catherine Lane had tagged me in a post. Enter sign. From two hours prior, at the exact moment I had read her name in the entry of my journal from nine years earlier, begging for a sign for what I'm doing, the same student I mentioned responded to the following prompt from a Facebook post on a local radio station. Who's the teacher who had the biggest influence on the person you became today? Catherine tagged me in her response, which said, My high school teacher, Sarah Johnson, always there for me and such a wonderful person. Sign rendered. You see, we may not always know where our influence lands. We may not always know when our messages land in this life. Not only was the timing of this whole scenario unexplainable and needed, the content was such as well. You see, I needed to hear that what I did for Catherine mattered but I also needed to hear that she thought it was important that I was there for her, that I was a wonderful person. Because at that time, in, on April 9th, 2015, I did not feel like a wonderful person. And I also needed the reminder of how I had felt during that time when I was always there for her, burnt out, exhausted, questioning, but still pushing for my students. The fruits of the labor are delayed but oh, so rich, nourishing, perfectly timed after all. This faithful experience reoriented and reminded me of my purpose. Though the organization I was in at the time appeared not to value relationships and building them was a struggle I had not faced to that point, I was reminded that my core has always been for the kids and for teachers, for helping others. And this sign was a perfect reminder that my influence mattered. Our core values should always be at our forefront. When they are not, we need reminders. 
And I am so thankful to share this example with you today, my listeners, because I needed a reminder that even back in 2006, I was building experience to help me help the educators and the people that I serve now to overcome those feelings of burnout as well. And I'm so grateful for this chapter. It reminds me to be grateful. And I'm grateful that Catherine Lane took the time for whatever nudge she received on April 9th, 2015 to tie back to December 4th, 2006 to remind me so that in this jolt episode, I can show you that miracles and signs do happen. I hope you have an awesome week. Thank you so much for tuning into this jolt episode. And I hope that you will share an example of an awe-inspiring moment from your week. It certainly doesn't have to be this large, anything little. Let's not forget that it's the little things too that really matter. Hey you, yeah, I'm talking to you, listener, checking out this Jolt episode. Hey, I want to see what you're seeing in the world. So hop on over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you want and pop out a quick sentence or a picture or something that inspired you this week. Let's let's share with one another, show the community what you're seeing with your eyes to see the beauty in the world. Hashtag in awe to rise.